Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast this week. How how is it feeling having these every week again? Are we loving it? Is it crazy seeing it pop up? I'm you're keeping me on my toes already. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get ahead of the curve here. Um, but it's good because we've got so many great guests lined up just like today. I've got one of your favorites. It's gonna be so fun. But before I forget, I want to remind you guys in just a couple days, the Go Digital Summit is happening. Um, so you wanna make sure and get on that list and get your free ticket like right now. Like if you had like hit pause, go get your ticket. So Basically, the Go Digital Summit has over 25 digital product experts that are going to be sharing in a totally free venue. Like it's all online. You can get a get a free ticket and be able to attend all of these classes from experts and like really go through like like printable digital university. So like if you're here on this episode because you're interested in printables and digital products, oh my gosh, sign up for the summit. The link is um, going to be right there in the show notes for you to get on that. And then um there's ways that you can, everyone can access it for free. And then there's ways that you can like upgrade and get access to the videos for even longer. So you can have like lifetime access to be able to watch the videos, be able to get access to a whole bunch of tools and things like that, that would usually cost money. They're all part of the bundle. So you just decide what's right for you. The cool thing is accessible to everyone because it's free ticket and okay, done. Get on that. If you were interested in the digital product space. Now, today's guest is like expert of expert on digital digital downloads. I love Gold City Ventures, the company. Last year we had Julie on the podcast and she was such a cool story because she came from a background of, um, she had gotten involved in Etsy because she was trying to pay down debt. So she was looking for passive income streams to just like become really, really lean on debt and become financially independent, be able to not have a traditional job. It wasn't your normal story. It was like all about massive debt payoff. So that was very cool. And so today we have her business partner, Cody, on the podcast. Julie also just had a baby. So she is getting baby snuggles at home and Cody is stepping in, but I'm really excited because I've been wanting to meet him. She told me last year, (laughs) Julie's a really like mellow, um, calm, like steady Eddie person, which is just like my husband. And apparently Cody is more high energy like me. And so I'm just like curious to see if he can keep up. Like I'm really curious to meet Cody. It's going to be really fun. So let me tell you a bit about him before we dive in. Cody Berman is a digital nomad who quit his corporate job to pursue entrepreneurship full-time. Okay. Already into this. He started selling digital products in 2018 and became hooked after earning $700 plus in one week. Yes, that would do that for me too. He also hosts the Financial Independence Show. Okay, cool. Another podcast for you guys if you're interested in finances. The Financial Independence Show. In his spare time, you might find him traveling, working out, or building another business. Oh my gosh. Um, so he started selling digital products in 2018. He loves selling seasonal products. That will be very interesting because I know in the digital space that is huge. He earns over six figures in passive income and quit corporate America in 2019 and reached financial independence by age 25. Yes, given his picture, he's a youngin, and I love that. I like this is going to be really cool. So um, let's learn more about digital products. I know so many of you are obsessed with it, and I'm really excited. So let's welcome Cody to the podcast. Cody, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this one. I have been really looking forward to meeting you ever since I um, met with Julie, your business partner last year. So this is exciting. She said you and I would do really well because I could probably keep up with your energy. <laughs> I think from our pre-meeting, we're you know we're starting to battle it out on energy levels. People are going to have to buckle up for this one. 
<laughs> no, it's good. Actually, um, sometimes men are a little more low energy and I'm like, come on. So, um, so you're a breath of fresh air, but we have to tell everyone. So, um, last year and you guys, I will link the last Gold City Ventures episode in the show notes for you guys. But Julie, who is, Cody's business partner just had a baby. So she was with us last year and she killed, she, it was an amazing episode. And so she, she's just like, here, hang out with Cody this year. So tell us, we have to know how Julie's doing, Cody. Give us the update. Well, Julie is doing awesome. The baby is healthy. She said she's been getting in her baby snuggles on the couch every night, every morning, all day. Probably lack of sleep, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's what comes with it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool that she's able to do this though. She doesn't have to ask a boss for permission. She's still making money with her Etsy shop because, you know, we talk about digital products and passive income. So her shop's still chugging along. She hasn't been working on it for the past six weeks and she's hanging at home with her baby and her toddler. That is the best. Like, talk about what it's all about, right? At the end of the Seriously. day, like, what do we all do this for? Julie is now, the, now she's got an even better story about it. I love it. Um, her, she was a really unique guest from the you know, Etsy coaching perspective because she was coming at it from basically paying off debt. It was like a totally different approach from just like, I want to be an entrepreneur. She's like, no, I want to kill some debt and like be self-employed and like be independent, financially independent. Is that kind of like, we have to get into your story as well. Like, do you really resonate with that as well? I have never really been in too much debt. I was really fortunate. We don't have to get through this whole story, but I got like a bunch of scholarships for college. I ended up like applying to over 150 scholarships and grants. I had this whole system. So I went to college for not too much money and I ended up splitting the bill, which was like, I think a total of $10,000 per year split between myself, my mom and my dad. So it was like 3,300 bucks for me. I was out hustling, doing businesses. So luckily I don't have the same debt story. I know a lot of people unfortunately are in that circumstance where whether it's student loans or they have like some mortgage that they wish maybe they didn't buy the McMansion or they have credit card debt. I didn't have any of that where I kind of fit in this whole equation is I was just a side hustler. I loved to make money. I loved business. And Julie actually introduced me to the idea of selling printables on Etsy. And I didn't know what it was. And once she gave me the rundown, I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. That is completely am- how, okay. How did you guys meet? Like, how do you, your business partners, you both have separate life partners, <laughs> just to make that clear for everybody. But how did you guys come to be? Like, it's really cool that you guys run this business together now. Yeah, it is really cool. And it's funny that you mentioned that. I know before we hit go, I had someone congratulate me on the baby, which was Julie's baby. I'm like, no, it's not mine. We're just <laughs> business partners. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how we met, we actually both had podcasts in the financial independence, personal finance space. Oh. So she was a podcaster. I was a podcaster. I was listening to her podcast and just like listening to all the stuff she was doing. She was an avid side hustler, type A, paying down her debt, like had all these income streams. And I'm like, that sounds a lot like me. <laughs> so I ended up reaching out. I'm like, hey, let's do something together. And kind of the rest was history. That's where Gold City Ventures was born. Do you live in totally different places? We did at the time. She was in Seattle until 2020. I might begin that year wrong. I think it was 2020. She moved across the country back to Massachusetts where she grew up. So we okay. were across the entire country. Now we're both in Massachusetts. Okay. So you've I met in person. Yes. Yes. We did meet in person. Oh my gosh. That's, I just never got to see this. Cody, this is what you say when I can, the when I can story. ask anything. This is what I'm going to ask. Okay. So, um, okay. So you, you got started because you were side hustler and you were hanging out with Julie. So like, where did Etsy go? For, like, how did you, how did you get into such a, a passive income stream? Like, did, is this like, yeah, I mean, like, tell us, tell us more of your actual Etsy story. Yeah. So before Etsy, I was doing all of the typical side hustles you hear when, you know, people are like, you know, the list of 30 best side hustles to start. It was like, I was doing freelance writing. I was like, even doing the answering the survey stuff. I was doing podcast no. editing video. Oh, I was doing everything, Lizzie, like everything I could possibly do. But as you're hearing from the types of side hustles I'm talking about, they're all side hustles that I was just like directly trading my time for money. Uh huh. So, you know what I mean? It was like an act, what I call an active side hustle versus a more passive side hustle. So, when I was talking to Julie about this selling digital products on Etsy thing, she was like, yeah, like I spent like 50 or 60 hours, you know, kind of learning the basics. I, I forget how many items she had in her shop at that point, but I, you know, listed a couple dozen items in my shop and I made six grand last year. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Really? Like six grand. I had made more than that through my other side hustles, but she's like, yeah. And now I'm focusing on other things and that shop is still making me hundreds of dollars every month. And I'm like, okay, that is different than what I'm doing right now. The side hustles that I'm doing, if I don't write a freelance writing article, I'm not getting paid. That thing's yeah. not paying me month over month over month. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this whole digital products, Etsy printables thing a whirl. And I started creating my own products and they were terrible. <laughs> they were absolutely yeah. terrible. I think my we first like, yep. oh my God. Yeah. You have to put in the work. I think that's yep. what 
a lot of people that come to me, they want, they like want to start the side hustle. They make like two products and they're like, why aren't I rich yet? It's like, because you have, you're going to get the crappy ones out of your system. <laughs> you really do. My first like 10 or 15 were god awful. They were so bad. Nobody bought them. But after I started to get better, I was practicing. I was making all of them in Canva because I didn't have any money. It was like a free design program. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting better at this. I'm getting we better. Want I I'm not, it, it took me like six hours to make that first printable. I'm down to like 45 now. And so I was just pumping out printables. And here's my big break story. This is one I love to share because this is like, I'd been, I'd been spending dozens of hours. I'm, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people in your audience have been in this position. You spent dozens of hours of something, maybe hundreds of hours. And you haven't made that yeah. much money. You're like, why am I still doing this? Like, this sucks. You start to lose motivation. So it was February. I started my shop in October. It was February. And during that January, I had made a bunch of Valentine's Day printables. I'm like, I'm going to get ready for this huge Valentine's Day week. Like, I know it's a big thing on Etsy. I know people are there searching for last minute gifts and printables and digital products, all this stuff. So I ended up like creating 15 or 20 products for Valentine's Day. And that week, my birthday is actually on Valentine's Day, which is <gasps> kind of cool. Valentine baby. But Perfect. that week, me and my now fiance, Lauren, were skiing in Lake Tahoe with a bunch of people from the personal finance community, actually. And I think I had like an interview later that day. I had my phone on loud and it was like February 9th or something, 8th or 9th. And my phone starts blowing up with the cha-ching sound, the Etsy cha-ching sound. And I'm like, what's going on? And so we go into lunch and a few of my products had took off. And by lunchtime on that day of skiing in Lake Tahoe, I'd made over $100. And like that was more than I'd made <laughs> in aggregate before that. So it was like at the end of the week, long story short, I had made almost $800 from a handful of printables that just took off. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to keep pursuing the side hustle. And yeah, that was kind of the, the genesis of how I became obsessed with selling digital products and printables on Etsy. Yeah, I, th I think if that <laughs> happened to someone, they would become obsessed. That's just magical. Now, here is the really cool thing. There's so, mu there's so much we've got to unpack here, Cody. I'm, I'm so stoked. The really cool thing is that it was like a day or two before Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not having to get a product out the door and be like, sorry, this is going to be a week late. You're not having to wait on a print on demand. Like a digital product is immediately available. You could have it take off the day before or the day of for all of the slackers who didn't take <laughs> care of their, their girl or guy or whomever beforehand. That is completely magical. Yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, most of the sales came in on February 13th. That's so crazy. it was, it was. <laughs> Last minute, I don't feel like going to the store. I'm going to get a printable gift. And, you know, people literally typed in, like, I was using last minute gift in my tags. We can get uh. into, like, the nuances, diving into SEO and stuff. But, yeah, I was using last minute gift in my tags for, like, all those products. So, people were typing it in and stumbling on one of the products I created and they were buying them. I mean, I'm I'm loving that. That's so cool. Also, that you got into such a saturated holiday this the SEO discussion here is fascinating. Okay, let's back it up a little bit, Cody. I know I've got people um who listen to this podcast. It's thousands of Etsy sellers and people who haven't even started yet. They're looking for the confidence. There's just I, I always like to level the playing field because we got different knowledge bases going on. So I think when people hear the word printables, and this was me for sure, probably before I talked to Julie, I'm thinking like a piece of wall art. I'm thinking something that I'm going to print out and put in an eight by 10 frame that's, you know, says live your best life or something. I don't even know. <laughs> so let, let's talk about what is a printable and what can it entail beyond just that concept? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually like see a printable behind you for those who are watching video. It says something on the wall. <laughs> okay, that's painted. That's a painted oh, that's sign. Painted. But it looks like it, my, my mic it is It does look like a printable for those who are watching. So, a million yes. percent. For those who are like me, who are graphically challenged and you cannot create something that looks great from scratch, especially something with like any artistic flair, we're not creating wall art. I have never <laughs> created wall art. I don't sell wall art. The things I do sell, so Valentine's Day, like last minute gifts, invitations, calendars, planners, checklists, um, like uh, organizers, uh, games, editable, all of those I just said. Um, what is some other stuff that I saw in my shop? A lot of seasonal products that do really, really well for me. And again, those are like oh, like cards for any holiday. Um, appreciation tags or just tags for different events. And there are so many different ones. And something actually I started getting into the past couple of years was more B2B business to business products. So oh, wow. like I, I'm a podcaster. I have like an, a really nice media kit that we use to send out to sponsors, and all that stuff. I just basically made it a template, put it in my Etsy shop and it started selling like crazy. So I've been selling a lot more like B2B stuff for business owners as well. There's just like so many possibilities. I mean, I just named maybe 15 there, but there's thousands of different printables out there, not just wall art. 
So would I be accurate in saying the common thread is it's just anything that someone can use by just printing it out on their home computer, their home printer. Like that's literally the common thread. It's something that you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to use a professional printer. It's just going to be normally eight by 10 paper kind of thing. And you can do it at home. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a printable in essence. I, I do want to kind of keep digital products because I, sometimes I say digital downloads, digital products, they're all somewhat interchangeable, but you know, in the media kit example, like you're not printing that out. It, it is a digital file that's yes. delivered automatically, but you would just use it on your computer. Like some people might use a digital planner or a digital calendar or like a digital invite or, you know, there's, there's the, kind of the digital versions that don't physically get printed out. But yes, and in essence, it's just a digital file that gets automatically delivered upon purchase to the buyer. Okay, I just kind of learned something that well, first of all, I need to in I need to put in here, I probably should buy your media kit. So I don't have to design my own one. <laughs> um, for my for literally the podcast, I, I've never done that before. That is a genius idea. And second of all, um, I, I just learned something because I was not calling those things printables. If it wasn't something I was going to print, I was just calling it a digital file. I wouldn't even thought to use the printable SEO on that. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly different. That's kind of why we branded the course as like e-printables, which is kind of like a play on words. It's like wow. Etsy printables and also like e, like electronic printables, kind of like a digital file. So like that's kind of, we, kind of how we branded our whole thing because it is all encompassing. Like if you're going to create, you can create one product that could be delivered digitally or printed out. An example could be a planner where someone might use it on their computer or their tablet. Someone else might want to print it out depending on their preferences and how they like to plan. I think that it, I'm really glad you said all that. I think that I, we're probably having a lot of light bulbs go off in people's brains because they just weren't even thinking about it that way. So, um, okay. So th since this is part of your story that you already mentioned, I would love to dive into the, the design piece because you, <laughs> you always talk about how you were never great at designing. We've already touched on that a little bit, but uh, I think a lot of people, maybe that's a stumbling block. Like they don't even want to try because they're like, I do not have thousands of hours to log trying to figure out how to get good at this. Do you have any tips about that? Like how can someone start that process and how, you know, what, how long is it going to take them to get, I mean, everyone's different, but like, do they have a creative bone in their body? But what do you think about that? Like encourage us a little bit because it can be really, I think, overwhelming. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think it depends on your skill level. Obviously, like you mentioned, it is going to take some work to get some level of design prowess. But like, even at this yes. point, I've created hundreds, maybe thousands of printables. I'm not sure exactly the number because I've scrapped a decent amount of them and whatever. But I'm still not a great graphic designer. I would never put myself in like the expert category. Like there's just people that are light years ahead of me that went to school for it, that took classes for it. Yeah. Something that really has helped me as of recent is using templates for everything. Like okay. whether it's something that I've created or you can buy templates from other people is just like at least starting with a base. So you start with like a base, you know, planner template, and then you can tweak that and you can make it like a productivity planner, an ADHD planner, a Christmas planner, and you can just use that base template. And then you can just like, you know, tweak some colors, add different elements in it, change the fonts around, maybe move some boxes that were on the left to the right yada, yada, yada. But at least you already have that like base design that looks really good already. That's, yeah. that's kind of an easy shortcut. Um, but yeah, for me, honestly, it was just, it was just putting in, it was just putting in the hours. You don't have to do the tens of thousands of hours you were talking about. I would say like, once you, once you try like are messing around in Canva or Adobe or wherever you want to create your printables for like 10 plus hours, that seems like a lot of time. But if, if this was like, extremely easy than literally everybody would everybody would be doing right. it. it does take a little bit yeah. of elbow grease the market would say like your value yeah after you're after you've created for like 10 plus hours you're going to start to get the hang of it and you're just going to get faster you're going to get better you're going to pick up on stuff another actually hack i want to tell people and i don't want you to go and like look on etsy and then just copy someone's design but if you want to kind of emulate other people's designs like bestsellers designs on etsy for practice that's a really good way to be like okay like Yes. I kind of get the reason they're using that font pair with that font or like that color looks really good with that color or, oh, that's why they're leaving the white space on the left and the right and the top and the bottom because of this, this and that. And you start to learn things by looking at what other products are already successful. It's kind of like the what is it, color by number or paint by number. It's like <laughs> you could never draw that by yourself. But since you're like using a template and it's kind of like helping you with the outline, you can usually come out with something pretty decent. Like I've done, I've done a couple of those color by numbers and they come out all right. It's kind of the same thing, different, like same concept. It's like you're already, you're just using a base template and it's kind of showing you, you know, where to color, where to put things and then you can make it your own. So that that's another way is like, if you have no idea where to start, look at some bestsellers, try to emulate them, do not copy. It's not going to work and you don't want to get like a cease and desist for copying someone's yes. design exactly. But if you want design practice, it's a great place to start. 
Hey, hey, you guys, coming in hot with a pro tip. Are you ready? Do you use special fonts, graphics, SVGs, or other digital goods to create your products or run your Etsy business? You need Creative Fabrica. So for years in my shop, I walked that fine line of either using stock fonts and graphics that were right there on Canva, and I had a ton of trouble differentiating myself because let's be honest, everyone else was using them too. Or I had to go invest a ton of money, sometimes hundreds of dollars, to buy them direct from a designer so I could create something extra unique and stunning, right? And don't even get me started about the whole factor of making sure I had a, a commercial use license so that I could use it for business. It was a whole whole nother expense and hassle, to be honest with you. Um, but I have since found a better way, and I'm letting you in on the secret, okay? Enter Creative Fabrica. You guys, getting a membership to Creative Fabrica has been a game changer for me, okay? I've literally saved thousands of dollars. I'm able to create faster because I no longer have to scour the internet for what I need. It's very convenient. Not to mention, I don't have to wait for my budget to allow for a new digital asset before I can create something new. I have this membership. I can just access it whenever I want. So what is it? Creative Fabrica is a website where you can access unlimited digital goods for just $9.99 a month, like $9.99. This uh, my jaw drops because this is this is an insane deal because everything comes with a commercial license as well, which means you're allowed to use them legally for profit. And and I I have to chuckle because this is this is less than I used to pay for just one font before (laughs) y'all. Like $9.99 for access. Okay, they have over six million fonts, graphics, and other digital resources that you will have full access to at any time. It's essentially like, like, to be honest, this is like the top Etsy seller's best kept secret that you are now privy to. (laughs) Welcome to the family. Did I mention you belong here? You belong here. Um, And on top of that, Creative Fabrica, so they discovered this podcast, they reached out to me and they were like, Lizzie, we want to offer your audience like a special, a special little perk. I'm just like, well, we love that. Tell us what it is. So Now, you guys can get one month free. You can get a free trial for up to 10 downloads, and you can test drive it and see if it's a good fit for you. Like, I I literally pay my own membership. I love it. So if nothing else, like, take a free trial. Stock up on some fresh stuff for free. Thank you, Creative Fabrica. And if you love the service as much as I do, it's just $9.99 per month to keep it going. And you can also um, cancel at any time. No questions asked. I love that. I love it when they do that. So if you want to jump in on this sweet deal, just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. Again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. And you can grab that free trial. I'm so excited, you guys, to share this with you because oh, this is like one of those pieces to the puzzle that can just change everything. It can just up the whole game. So just like let me know how it goes, okay? I'm really glad you said that. This is something I was thinking about the other day that I haven't shared with the podcast community yet, but about um, you, we're really high integrity here. And I always talk about, we don't copy, but in the, in the, in the case of a, not, but, but, and in the case of a printable and print on demand, if you're just starting out, I actually think it's really good practice to copy the design. You don't list it. You do it for practice because here's the thing. I took art classes for several years um, in college and they had us, when we were developing our skills, we literally copied great works of art. We created our own, totally practice, totally for fun, but it was it was how you developed your skills. So mm-hmm. I think like just to, to add on to that, like I, yes, use, use the bestsellers as influence when you're going to go and list something. But when you're in those first practice hours, I would see, can you, can you copy it? Can you create the look and the feel that they did? And you can kind of compare and contrast. And then just, you know, so long as you want to stay high integrity, you don't dare list that thing. You trash it, but you use it as like a template to, you know, would you ever recommend something like that, Cody? Or do you have any thoughts about that? I was just about to say, but then you you covered yourself. He said, trash it. I would say, don't trash it. If you do make a perfect replica of a bestseller, now you can use that as a template to go and make other yes. products that look similar. Again, they're not copies. They're maybe we'll get into keyword research and SEO in a second in a little bit, but maybe now you use that like base planner design to create all the different types of planners that you want to create. Or you use that base tracker design to create a whole bunch of different types of trackers because you already have that like good looking printable. Now all you got to do is like 
change the words, maybe change some boxes, change some colors, change some fonts, change some elements. You have a whole new product. Yes. Yes. Because the basic format works and then the creative exactly. piece is what you need to really make, make your own. Okay. So what, um, for your students, especially, cause I know probably now your design is maybe on a different level for your students. What programs are working the best for creating those templates in? People love Canva and I'm a huge okay. fan of Canva as well. And People, a few years ago, Canva used to be like, ah, like Canva is like a beginner design tool. They've been putting a lot of work in in Canva. Like just the level that they're, the amount of work they're putting into getting their, their tools top tier and they're starting to add in like layering, like Photoshop. They're adding in all of these things that they didn't have available before. So we typically recommend Canva for most of our new students. One, because there's a free version. So that's, I mean, it makes yeah. it affordable for newer side hustlers. And like I said, they're adding a bunch of awesome design features. So it is starting to be more on par with like the illustrators and the photoshops. I do think it's a really robust tool. I just I, like my only thing is I really encourage people to look at those terms and conditions because yes. there's some fuzzy areas about what we can and can't use and for what applications. And we can't cover that in this because we're just not lawyers and we would be we wouldn't, we wouldn't be fair to you guys or us to talk about it, but make sure you go and look and understand if you're selling a digital product or you're selling a template or anything like that, that you understand what you can and can't use within Canva. Um, I do love their templates feature. I use that all the time. Um, but I also, I've been playing with Kittle and then an old standby is PicMonkey. If any of you mm. are feeling a little overwhelmed right now, I'm getting a lot of emails these days about the Canva terms, <laughs> Cody. I don't know if you guys have been seeing that as well, but. Yeah, we've been trying to stay on top of it. And basically I'll just give the, what we recommend right now. This could change okay. depending on when you're listening. Don't use Canva Pro elements in a digital product for sale. That's just like, there are very, very, very limited cases where it might be okay, but just as a general rule of thumb, don't use Canva Pro Elements in a digital product for sale. Okay, so um, even if you have a paid account, yeah. use the free elements. Don't exactly. use the one that have the crown on it. Exactly. Yeah, we can. I mean, again, this could be a thirty-minute podcast in and of itself, but like, I just I'll say that as a blanket statement, so so people you know don't get freaked out and overwhelmed by Canva's crazy licensing terms. No, I appreciate that. I, I actually hadn't, one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it too much is because I haven't read through the digital products very much. Like I am a physical product person and right now I'm playing in print on demand. And so that's where I focused my study because we only have so many hours in a day. So I'm so glad you could speak to that and we can feel confident to use the free ones. Okay. So we can move on from here, but I think that's great advice. And the, um, I know even for print on demand, I use the templates feature right there in Canva just to be able to copy and paste really easily and mm. go back in. So I just think it's such a big time saver. I love that you talked about that. Okay. So this is something that you shot me an email about that. I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. Cody, um, you have some, some insight into how and why Etsy is growing really rapidly right now. And especially like in the digital space. And I also, you kind of said something you alluded to, you have some thoughts about the fees going up and, and why that's actually great for digital sellers. I happen to agree with you, but we haven't been able to talk about this. What are your thoughts on that? Like, why would you say that? Yeah. So this might push some buttons with hardcore physical product sellers and, I've definitely got a lot of pushback on this, but hear okay. me out. And hopefully, hopefully this argument makes sense. So okay. I can totally understand why the handmade community is pissed about Etsy going from 5% to 6.5% transaction yeah. fee. Like if you're weaving a basket that takes you hours and you know, you're selling it at a premium and all of a sudden Etsy's like, you know what? I'm going to take a percent and a half more from that basket. It's like, well, I just spent you know, 10 hours making that basket and I'm selling it to one person. That sucks. I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah. But the cool thing about being a digital product seller is what Etsy is doing, the reason why they increase their fees is if you've been like watching TV or on Facebook or Google, Etsy is spending a ton of money on advertising. Like I've yeah. seen Etsy advertisements at the gym. They're popping up on Facebook. They're popping up in my Google search. And it's like Etsy is spending so much money trying to bring new buyers onto the platform. So why this is good for digital product sellers? Well, if you're a digital product seller and you have a printable that you created, you know, a year ago that's selling for 10 bucks and, you know, Etsy was taking 5%, so 50 cents. Now they're taking 65 cents or 6.5%. Etsy is actually bringing you new buyers. Like I'm getting daily sales from offsite ads, what they're spending like with Google and on other ad platforms. And like with the TV commercials, like new people are coming onto the platform that maybe wouldn't have been there before. And as a digital product seller, it's no additional work for me to sell an extra unit of that item. Whereas, like I said, with the, someone who's weaving a basket that takes 10 hours, like they don't have the time in the day to go and make two or three baskets if it takes 10 hours because there's just not that much, there's not that many right. hours in the day. So like, even if Etsy brings that person additional traffic, they can't really benefit from it. They're just like overwhelmed. Like maybe they can raise their prices, but they're like, well, Etsy's still taking a percentage of this. But as a digital product seller, like 
sure, if I have my $10 printable and now they're taking 65 cents, but instead of one buyer per week, now I'm getting two buyers per week because of the money that Etsy is spending on ads, bring it, give it to me. Like raise your fees even more if you can bring more people my way as a digital product seller. So that's yeah. why I think like Etsy raising its fees and focusing so much on its ad spend has actually been really good for people who are selling digital products and printables. You know, I think I, I, I love that. I love how you put it. And I also think that was like a super honoring way to talk to the <laughs> handmade creators as someone who like painted every single sign. Um, but actually, even as a handmade person, I'm not opposed to it for a couple of reasons. Like, first of all, I actually really like, um, I think that, I think that Etsy treats their employees really well and, um, and they take good care of them. And like the reality is, is inflation's hit everybody. So for for the sellers, for, for the for the actual platform to continue and the fact that they're going to, as big as it's gotten, they're going to have to hire more people. I want Etsy to be a, a high integrity company that's paying their employees for the work that is like staffing appropriately so people aren't getting super burnt out. I personally love that they're bringing more people to the platform. So I think it's all around a good thing. Like we need to remember everything rises and they have they have a huge cost of doing business and like the marketplace is growing by leaps and bounds and like here's the thing too even if you go start your own shopify store you're, you're going to be paying for a payment processor you're going to be paying payment processing fees you're going to be paying for the shopify fee you're going to be paying for marketing like it's actually still a better deal and you got me on my soapbox i'm done cody but- <laughs> i love it i love it no i think it's a great point and that's why etsy is so awesome that's why we are such proponents of etsy is like you don't have to pay for your leads you don't yeah. need a social media presence. You don't need a successful blog. You just need to understand like basic SEO and create products that people want. And Etsy will bring the buyers to you because they get a little piece of the pie, which in my opinion, like that's a win-win. I would much rather do that. There might be a very small percentage who's like, well, I have my own huge audience and I have a huge email list and And then fine. Sell on your website and Shopify. But like for the rest of us, Etsy is a great place because they have you a hundred million buyers out there. Yes. We can learn our craft without having to learn the marketing piece just yes. yet. Um, oh, I love it. Okay. <sighs> I, that, that subject <laughs> gets me going. Um, well, let's, let's, um, let's, you, you, you said you share some SEO with us. So I think we should spend a few minutes in SEO. Do you have anything in particular you, you were like thinking would be really interesting to share on that? Or should I just ask? Like, I'm thinking like hot tips. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a hot tip that worked for me. So a couple of years ago, this is like when I first started getting into like keyword research and SEO. And I love E-Rank for those who are like looking for a tool. It is, there's a free version. I use the paid version. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into the weeds here with that. No, but, that's cool because we don't use E-Rank. So we love you talking about that because oh, that's cool. new for us. We talk Sales Samurai and Everbee all day long over here. So E-Rank, I don't okay, know about. Cool. I, I, I've talked to Neil from Sales Samurai. We've talked to Cody from Everbee. Like, all great companies, just I personally use E-Rank. I have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about any of the other tools. But so a few years ago, I was like kind of doing an audit at my shop and I'm like, okay, like this this product is getting eh, like not as many clicks as I thought it was get. It was getting a decent amount of visits, but like I'm like, why aren't people buying this? And it was a meal planner. And after a while, I started to do some keyword research and I was like, okay, a lot of people are coming to this because of the tag grocery list. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, see the grocery list and then it's like a meal plan and they get confused, even though it was like a two page printable and one of the pages was a grocery list. So what I did was like, all I did was like swap around the main listing image. So like the grocery list was on top and the like meal planner was behind it. And I changed the name of the, like the the very beginning of the title of that printable to grocery list printable and it started selling. And like, that's just a very like quick hot tip. It was like a, and for those who sell on Etsy, you know, you can like, if you don't know this, you can go in and actually see how people arrived at that particular product. So you can actually go in and see like, oh, this is the tag that brought this person to this listing. And if there is one tag that like is bringing a bunch of people and maybe you don't have that tag in your title, might be a good idea to put that tag in your title. It worked for me. So that's just like one cool example of how like a small little SEO tweak. I barely did anything. It took me two minutes. And now I started making sales with that printable. So that that's just one. Another one I'll say is like, the riches are in the niches. I see too many people, they'll go in and they'll just like go after the most competitive product ever. They'll go after like Father's Day card with Father's mm-hmm. Day coming up. I'm sorry, but if you just start your Etsy shop, unless you have like the best looking design ever, you're probably not going to rank on page one with just plain old Father's Day card. <laughs> or but, 10. Page or, page or page 10. <laughs> exactly. But as I, as I like to say, like the farther you kind of niche down, each rung that you can niche down, like maybe it's 
first Father's Day card for someone who's Twins who Father's Day. <laughs> Twins Father's Day card. Yeah. It's there's so many different little just like one word additive keywords that can now make your product a completely different product, make you stand out. And now instead of competing against like 50,000 other sellers, maybe there's a few other sellers who are selling that similar product. So I always tell people like niche down and then niche down some more because the riches are in the niches. Do not try to compete with the mega shops with those Uh really generic printables or just products in general because you're not going to win. It's once you, you can niche down and as you start to like get a couple of those niche down products in your shops, then they kind of start to become little passive income streams. Like if maybe this one product's making you 30 bucks a month and this other one's making you 50 and all of a sudden like you're making 500, $1,000 a month from all of these little niche products rather than just like this one mega products that's killing it. Okay, amazing. Um, I think, you know, it's about the research, you guys. Like the, the amount of time that you put into really studying the niche that you're designing for, like that's what you're going to get out of it. So like get in there. Like the, what he said about, like he dropped gold, y'all, on that on that keyword tip there. I, I made the same mistake with my signs thinking everyone was searching for a reclaim wood sign. And as soon as I got in there and studied and found out no one at that point was searching <laughs> for reclaim wood signs, even though Joanna Gaines was talking about them left and right, no one was searching for them yet. I had to, you have to go in and pay attention to what people are actually searching for. It just takes, it take, I know research is not a sexy word. It needs to become the, the sexiest word to you though. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> it's going to open up a world for you. So, um, I love that you suggested this, Cody. I want to talk about the numbers a bit, about how this can add up, like sure. what those scenarios might look like, because I, it's not something we talk about enough over here. And I think that, I know that for me, when I see it spelled out, I'm like, oh, you know, it just didn't, it hits your brain a little different. So what what kind of scenarios can you throw out about the kind of passive income we could create with, you know, X number of products or however you want to frame that? Sure. Yeah. So I always like... We, we talk about this in e-printables with our community as a side hustle. Like we, we don't expect people okay. to quit their full-time jobs. Although people have, like we had one, one of our students was featured in CNBC last year. She made 160K like year three with printables, which is awesome. Amazing. We Amazing. love that. But usually we're just like, this is a side hustle. This a thousand dollars per month. Like that's kind of what we were like, let's, let's aim for this. Let's break it down. And so once you start breaking it down, it becomes a lot less scary than some people might think. And a thousand dollars per month for most people is pretty life changing. If you can yeah. bring that in alongside your day job, or if you're, you know, a stay at home parent and now all of a sudden you have an extra thousand coming in. So a thousand dollars per month just boils down to $33 per day with printables. That could be, you know, three $11 printables. That could be like six, $5 printables. That could be, uh, 11 $3 printables, or like I said, the opposite of the three $11 printables. Once you boil <laughs> it down to that, it's like, it's not as far fetched as you might think and kind of getting, getting more into the numbers. So let's say, let's, let's get, let's get some math here. Let's see if I can do math live on a podcast. But if you have like a product going back to doing keyword research, you could use Sales Samurai, Everbeat, E-Rank. You have a product that's getting like even 200 searches per month. And let's say you have like a tiny fraction of that. You're getting 1% of the sales from that product. So you're getting literally two sales a month from that product. Let's call it a, let's call it a $5 product. It's a printable. It's an invitation, a card, a planner, a game tracker, whatever. So that, that one product is bringing you now, you know, $10. Yeah. Or what was it? Yeah. $10 per month. If you can get, or is that, is that correct? I'm totally. It was going to be a $5 printable and a 200 searches a month. So. So, I mean, yeah, if you're going to make two, what you said, a percent of it, if you're going to sell two of them a month, you're making 10 bucks. Okay. It, this is, that's probably a too small of an example for me to, for me to do. Let's, let's say you're making like 30 bucks a month. So there's 200 searches. You have, you're getting six of those sales a month, which is, that's not that far fetched if you're like pretty niche down and there's not that many competitors. It's called 30 bucks a month. If you can get 10 products doing that, then you have $300 a month. If you can get 30 products doing that, you have $900 a month. So you can kind of see how this all adds up. And a lot of people actually won't go after those like, 200 per month search keywords like like, not enough people are searching for that it's like well 200 people are and a lot of them are probably actually buying that product and if you can you know capture six of them per month make that 30 dollars, and you can do that with a bunch of different printables all of a sudden you have like all these little mini passive income machines and again that can really really add up over time all it takes is like i said 30 of them or 35 of them to be making you a thousand dollars a month or, I think it's genius. Yeah. Like, why don't, I don't know why people don't do more of that. Like there are still people buying those things. And the reality is, is that if you start getting stronger, like you start getting a lot of sales in those small areas, your other listings are going to move up in the algorithm as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Etsy just rewards you if you start making sales. So instead of, you know, trying to go after the, the Father's Day card, Mm-mm. go after something super niche and you'll start to get traction. And, you know, one of those might even take off. We don't like to like, 
Right. We, we, we like to be realistic about like the, 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 the uh, scenario I just laid out is pretty realistic. Like if you go after a 200 searches per month keyword and you have a decent looking printable, it's not far fetched for you to get six of those. That's not crazy. But you know, what, what could happen is you maybe there's nobody else competing. You take over that whole market and all of a sudden right. you're getting like 200 sales from that thing. And all of a sudden you have that one product that's making you a thousand dollars every month. That's happened before. Like that's happened to me, but we don't like to. I just don't want to, I don't want people's expectations to be like, oh, like Cody did that. And I'm going to be able to have a product that makes me a thousand dollars every month. Right. Might not happen, but it's, you know, the more shots you take, the more often it's going to go in. So uh, that's why I'm just like, keep creating products, keep niching down and just like see what sticks. And once you get something that kind of sticks, maybe you can use that as a template and create something. Let's exactly. go back to the Father's Day. You create an awesome Father's Day card or so, some awesome little Father's Day last minute printable gift. Make one for Mother's Day, make one for Christmas, make one for Easter, make one for whatever. And all of a sudden, if it's a popular design, like people like it because of the listing image and the price and whatever. Right. Now you have stuff for a bunch of different seasons, a bunch of different times throughout the year. So like I've actually been able to do that and like use one of my products that did really well as a template to then create you know, 10 plus products with a very similar look and feel. There were at least like 10 gold nuggets in that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting all, all like fired up and I like to talk a lot. <laughs> um, well, honestly, no, you know what is so funny? I was going to wait to tell you this after recording, but like my listeners are basically like my friends. So I'm just going to, um, it's, it's so funny because most people can't catch up, like can't keep up with me. And I'm over here like he wins. I'm like, I'm like, I can't keep up with him. <laughs> my energy levels are always like maximum. When I am um, usually like that as well. And I'm still trying to get my brain back after having this baby. And so I'm all just like, wow, okay. I, I, I just lay it all down right here. I can't even begin to keep up with Cody. And that's cool. I, I'm so here for it. But it was, I was having a funny, like self-reflection moment over here. Like, okay. Okay. Hey guys, are you in the print on demand niche on Etsy? I know a ton of you are either already working in it or you're fascinated by this niche, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend Heather, who makes $15,000 per month selling print-on-demand in her Etsy shop. And wait for it, she's helped her students as an Etsy coach build five-figure and beyond print-on-demand businesses through her absolutely phenomenal free and paid trainings. Like seriously, guys, her courses are so good. I bought her flagship course myself. <laughs> Imagine if you made $100 plus a day with minimal effort, had the potential to quit your nine to five and be your own boss, stopped trading your time for money and instead work when you want to, get 10 to 20 plus sales a day organically from a store you began six months to a year ago, have the ability to work anywhere only a few hours a day. This is the beauty and freedom of print on demand that has so many of us extremely excited. Print on demand is only growing and new products are catching on left and right. So let me reassure you, you're not too late for this party at all. If you want to get started with Heather's free POD webinar, how to earn your first $10,000 with Etsy and print on demand, just go to heatherteachespod.com. That's heatherteachespod.com or visit the show notes of this episode. So tell us a few um, success stories from your students. Like, okay, first of all, I also really want to give you kudos because I really appreciate how real you're keeping it. Um, I think like one of my pet peeves and why I wanted to en enter the Etsy coaching space is I think that there's a lot of um, unfair expectations set and I really like people to know, I, I okay, and I'm a dreamer. Like I am all for believing for the big success story, but I also just think another, like you said, a thousand dollars in a month changes most families' lives. So thank yeah. you for keeping it so real. But tell us, tell us some of those success stories from your students. Like what kinds of things are you seeing happen? Yeah. I mean, I'll just quickly give you a little bit more background on Rachel, who was the one who got featured in CNBC last year. That's crazy. I can't even $160,000. And that was like one of her hustles. <laughs> it wasn't her full time thing, but yeah, she just, she started crushing it. She, she, I think she, she started our course. She started selling on Etsy. She was doing all right at the beginning. And then she had a baby and she took like nine months off from her shop, I think. Yes. Then she comes back to it, like just fueled up and she's like, I'm ready to crush this thing. Does gets like really into keyword research and kind of doing the template thing I was talking about before. And yeah, her products just start taking off like crazy. I think she was in like the beauty niche 
And she just yeah, went like wildfire. She's still crushing it now. And after we saw that come out, I'm like, oh my God, like this is, <laughs> this is not what we expected when Julie and I launched this little side hustle course. Like the reason why we had started this in the first place was because she was making money on Etsy. I was making money. Naturally, people ask us like, how are you doing that? So yeah. you know, then we ended up creating a course. Never did we expect someone to be making $160,000 in a year. So that's, that was a really cool one. And then Sasha, who is actually now a member of our team, she ended up started making enough money on Etsy to be able to her quit her full-time job as an accountant. She took an RV trip across the country with her family, just working remotely like on her Etsy shop and some other hustles she had going on. But she was able to quit her accounting job. It was super, super cool. And then I know I'm naming flashy stories because they're obviously... Because they're it's, fun. It's, it's, they're the fun and they're amazing. Not, again, not everyone gets there, but we've got other people who are like, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like, I I was just able to pay the mortgage this month. I haven't contributed to like family finances in the past five years. I just paid the mortgage last month and like I'm able to cover all the groceries for my family. It's like, Ugh. we hear stories like that all the time too and it's not $160,000 a year, but hey, maybe it's you know $1,500 a month or I'm not exactly sure how much our mortgage was, but it's life-changing money. And so yeah, we've just had so many cool stories of you know people, whether it's just getting the groceries or being able to quit their jobs, or we had someone who quit their job this past month. It's it's pretty wild, and honestly, that's the reason that kind of keeps us going. It's just like it's so rewarding being able to help other people kind of work on their own terms and get in this digital product space. I will say it's such a unique high when someone else gets it. Like yeah. it's it's really fun yourself, but like it's a whole different level when you're like when they're just like. Lizzie, I just quit my job. <laughs> I'm just like, no, you did not. <laughs> I don't, it's just a whole different, you guys have no idea how much y'all mean to me. Um, but you know what? In the very beginning with my shop, I was really excited to be able to pay for all of our Christmas. Oh yeah. Like, that's awesome. You know, I had really busy for, you know, holiday season the first year, but it wasn't like what it became. It wasn't when it became like a, when I was making 12,000 a month or whatever, a few years after that. But in the beginning I was like, I just made like, a thousand, two thousand dollars. This like or the Christmas season. I can pay for all the presents this year, whatever it is. I mean, those little so things cool. add up. We don't all need to be becoming a Rockefeller. It's it's okay, or like quitting <laughs> our job. So I just think it, I think it's exciting. So um, a lot of my listeners have already like they they love the e-printables course. I get great reviews about you guys all the time. It's why I like, like to continue to work closely. All of my recommended um, resources and courses I vet and and I care a lot about the quality. So you guys are one of my most trusted. Like, I love you guys. But for the, all the people who are new here who aren't familiar at all, Cody, can you tell them a bit about ePrintables and what the course covers and, you know, what they can expect and what it'll help them do? Yeah. Well, first, thank you. That means a lot. Sure. We do spend a lot of time on the quality of the course and making sure it's good because it's as you're talking about, we are only as good as the students. Like if we had, if we launched and none of the students made money and everyone's like, this course sucks, you know, we're never going to get anyone to ever come into our community by the course again. And so the fact that we have spent so much time, like a lot of time making the course as good as it can possibly be, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a full circle moment. Like someone starts making a thousand dollars a month and they tell their friend and, and that friend becomes part of our community. So just want to say thank you. And we have spent a lot, a lot of time on it. So that really, really means a lot. But yeah, basically the ePrintables course, it's everything from product generation to creating the product to listing the product to doing all the marketing on the product. And it's all things digital products. We don't wow. touch handmade at all. It's just printables and digital downloads. And yeah, we basically just walk you step by step through the full process. I know I mentioned templates, that word a lot. It's kind of a buzzword. We have a bunch of templates in the course. So like we do highly, highly encourage you to get some of those design skills under your belt. Like I said, put the hours in and learn the skill. But we have like, 25 plus templates that we give out that like base templates that you can just tweak. So you have, you have products cool. to go in minutes, which it does help people a lot. We, we do try to really, like, like I said, encourage people to get some design skill because we don't want people mm -hmm. to just have our templates almost like a crutch. Like they can't create anything outside of that. But yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really rewarding and super cool. And it's changed so much over the past, God, three and a half years. No more. Yeah. Three and a half years. We launched it in mid 2019. And oh it's gosh. just, it's, it's just been, yeah, it's been a wild journey. As you know, like so many things have changed with Etsy, with Canva, with all the different programs. And we're constantly scrambling to keep up and keep things as relevant and as updated as possible. But yeah, ePrintables basically just teaches you everything we talked about today when it comes to creating and selling digital products on Etsy. You guys are, are definitely, um, are definitely the, the course that I recommend all over the place. So, um, now typically folks have to wait to get in. You guys have like kind of a, um, 
a rolling entry. It's not just open all the time. But exactly. you said we could do a private launch for our for my community, right? Like our guys can get in right away. Or how's that going to work with us? How do we? Yeah. How do we? How do they get access? Because we like you too, Lizzie. We appreciate Aww. you and your community, and we've never heard a bad thing about you. I was so glad that we got to connect today after Julie said so many great things about you. So yeah, we will. We have a private launch link that we're going to set up just for your community, and it'll just be available until I guess we get to kind of iron out a date on that. But uh, it won't be available indefinitely because we do kind of like you said we we do have rolling launches. But yeah, anyone in your community. Over the next, we will decide and we'll figure yeah, it yeah. out what makes the most sense after this, Lizzie. But uh, yeah, we'll set up a private link. You can um, drop this under the video or wherever is best and people will be able to enroll immediately if they want to. Okay, so this is this is airing like mid-April, you guys. So if you're listening real time, then I would go ahead and get in while you can. If not, um, the link will take you to where you can get on their email list and they will let you know when the next launch is and you'll be able to get in at that point. So either way, you're going to love their freebies as well as you're waiting for that to reopen if you're if you're in that cycle of things. But for those of you who don't want to wait, um, I'm with you. I never want to wait either. And you can get in right away. Uh, well, where can, where can we find you and connect Cody? How do we, how do we stay in touch? Yeah. Well, I'll have to generate the special launch links. We can, we can drop that beneath the video or wherever is best, but yes. at gold city ventures on all social media, we're most active on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook too. Um, yeah, that's probably the best places. We're always sharing like printables tips and we actually just like had a hired a content team earlier this year as so we've been pumping cool. out a ton of content and just helping people get started. So yeah, that's the best places. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I didn't know that. Yeah, for sure, guys. You know me. I will link everything. The show notes will be there for you waiting. Um, Cody, thank you so much. I'm really glad we got to hang out. I'm really glad I got to be put in my place about not being the most energetic person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could be that person. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, we will have to do this again. Please give our love to Julie. We adore her. Will do. Um, and we'll, we will, we'll just keep working together because I love you guys. And all of you out there in the world of podcast listening, I love you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode. I will see you next week. And in the meantime, go make something awesome. Bye, guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.